6, we're going to the book of 1 Timothy, and we're going to begin at chapter number 6. Amen. Amen. We just thank and praise God. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, for how you're going to feed us tonight. We thank you, Father God, for how our lives will be different, Father God. We thank you, Father God, because you love us enough, Father God, to send forth your word. Now, Father God, we just give you praise and we give you glory, Lord God. And we honor you, Father God, for all that you're doing, all that you're yet going to do. We thank you, Father God, for how you're going to make us better people for the kingdom of God. Father, we just glorify your name. Now, Father God, we ask that you allow me to decrease and that you will increase. And Father, we just give your name praise and glory for right now. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen, amen. First Timothy chapter number 6 is where we're going to begin tonight. I've been contemplating uh, for the past couple of weeks in regards to this word. And uh, thought maybe I was forbidden to move from this, but the Lord would not allow that to be so. So we're going to deliver what God has delivered, told us to deliver. You know, a lot of times we, we hear a lot of messages about uh, prosperity, what you're going to get out, you know, out of things, and uh, walking in the, in the way of God and his kingdom. And But there's some times, God says, there's some things that we don't understand about uh, the way we should live. So tonight uh, we're going to, as the Holy Spirit has said, that the title, uh, if we need a title for a message or a thought that we will carry throughout this week, it will be called Godliness. Godliness. Uh, God said we need to uh, share with his people about Godliness. First Timothy chapter number 6. And we are going to begin reading at verse 6. We always like participation. Amen? Amen. First uh, Timothy chapter number 6, beginning at verse number 6. Verse 6 says, But godliness with with contentment is what? It says great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. You know, a lot of times people don't understand godliness. They, you, they don't want to quite understand uh, uh, Christianity because the first thing they want to say about our life as a Christian is that we live a boring life. And that's probably because they're so used to drama, they don't understand peace when peace comes. So, but, but God's word says, godliness with contentment is great gain. So, what is godliness? Godliness is, is reverence for God. Godliness is being dutiful toward God, being respectful, uh, having a devotion with and before God. Godliness is also holiness. And godliness is being obedient. So, so, but these are some things in our everyday life that, that we recorded about uh, what we display as far as godliness, examples of, of godliness in our everyday life. And, and, and to live a godly life means uh, living the Christian life. Living the Christian life. Being a disciple for the Lord. And it also means following the Lord day by day. <laughs> following the Lord day by day. Not today and not tomorrow. Uh, I'm not, uh, today I'm going to follow God and tomorrow I'm going to follow the ways of the world. Because see, I, I think on Sunday we heard about the, 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 the spiritual, how we can mix spiritual and word and the world and we will become the form. 
So we have to continue to have we mix spirit with spirit, not spirit and the world. So, and the next thing it says, uh, 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 example of, of godliness is giving a cup of water to someone, doing an act of kindness. It also means uh, to, to, to display love toward one's family and having a positive attitude toward forgiveness. So those are just some, some examples of, of, of godliness, and I'm quite sure you all have your own, you know, things that you do in everyday life that displays godliness. But God says godliness with contentment is great gain. So what is contentment? Now, uh, contentment is a state of mind. Contentment is a state of mind, is a calm and a satisfying feeling, and listen to this, freedom from murmuring and complaining. Contentment. Freedom from murmuring and complaining. So in order, in order for us to be godly, God says with godliness, con uh, contentment is great gain. So God, what, what, what is it that the people need to know or what do we need to know that in walking in the life of godliness, uh, God says uh, godliness is a great gain. He said nothing about money being a great gain, but he says godliness is a great gain. So what do I, or uh, what do you gain in living the life of godliness? First of all, God says, uh, we will gain the Father to be our Father, the Heavenly Father. We have the knowledge of God and knowing that He is our Heavenly Father. See, we, we, can, go, we can go to God at any given time and our Father will, will hear us. So that's a gain from godliness. And then the next thing God says, in, in godliness, the things that we're going to gain we're going to gain Jesus Christ as our teacher. We will gain Jesus Christ as our teacher as well as our advocate. So in other words, when we sin, you know, we can go to Jesus. See, that, that, that's something we have on our side as we live in a godly life. It also says that uh, in, in walking in the life of godliness, one of the gains is to have the resources and comfort of the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's powerful. But so understanding and knowing that we don't have to do anything on our own. We've got the Holy Spirit to be our guide. So God, God is saying godliness is a godliness with contentment. Be, have that state of mind to be satisfied in being saved. I mean, he says be satisfied. And he said that godliness is a great gain. And also, what we gain from living a life of godliness is deliverance from the bondage of all, all of our addictions. We gain deliverance from the bondage. Anybody know that addiction is a, is a bondage? So, so living a life of godliness, then we are set free from that bondage. Also, it says godliness, the things that we're going to gain, is freedom from the change that binds us to our past. So isn't it awesome to know that, that, that if we can be content and have that state of mind to live that godly life, God is saying there's gain in godly living. There's, there, there's gain in salvation. There's gain in serving Jesus Christ. So there's gain there. He says there's, there's gain. But godliness with contentment is, he didn't just say gain, but he said it's a great gain. Godliness is, is a great gain. And verse number 7 says, 
but we brought nothing into where? Into this world, and it is certain <laughs> we can carry nothing out. Listen, when your daddy said, you forget about what's going to go, go behind your hearts, or if you got all this money, you forget about it, it's not going with you. When we came into this world, we came naked into this world, and when we leave this world, somebody's going to dress us, and then we're going to be placed in, 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 in the tomb, and from that, we will carry nothing with us when we leave from this place. So it's important that we understand about godliness. Godliness. He says, so we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain. In other words, you can be positively sure that we will carry nothing out of this world. So all that we accumulate, which was exactly the most, most uh, uh, awesome, the most powerful thing that we need to have on our side is godliness. Then verse number eight says, and having food and raiment and clothing, let us be there with content. Have you ever seen somebody that's never satisfied with anything? You know, once you get one thing, you want more. You know, and especially when it comes down to money, you know, you get a little bit of money, you want more money. You know, the more money the more money you make, and I discovered this, the more money that you make, the more you won't spend. And you always can see something. That's the way advertisement is. You can always see something you think that you want. And it'll last at your house and all that. that you'll decide for a few days. And that's why it's going to wear out. So, so, so we, got, we don't need to get done and we do not need to get caught up in all this materialistic stuff. And, and we're going to through the scripture. We're going to see what God says about that. Then the verse number nine says, But they that, watch this, y'all, but they that will be rich fall into what? Wow. They that will, may not be rich now, but he says, They that will be rich will fall into temptation and a snare. See, a lot of times we ever talk about we won't, we won't be rich, we won't have all the money, we won't be comfortable, we won't be millionaires and be this. But according to God's word, riches, temptation comes with riches. <laughs> Snares come with riches. Have anybody had a, you know, had a little sum of money? <laughs> and next thing you know, you know, you just fall into some temptations. Because it comes, it, it attracts temptation. And then say, add a snare, and watch this, and into Many what? Foolish. Foolish and what's that next word? Hurtful lust. Talk about these riches now. Uh-huh. Huh. Not only you fall into temptations and a snare, but it's a many foolish hmm, and hurtful lust which drown men in destruction. See, all these uh, predictions, see, what's happening is when we take on the, 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 that, the riches, not saying that God don't want to bless it. That's not what I'm saying. But when your total focus is money, 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 you're going to be consumed by that God is saying. And it comes with a lot of, a lot of temptations and snares, things that can overtake you. He says that harmful look. Harmful look. Harmful look. And then verse 10 says, for the, watch this, for the love of money. He said, it's not even love of money, but the love of money. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which, while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many times. So when, when we so wrapped up and tied up and hanged up and you can't get enough, it's that you coveted money. It's like a greed. 
let's look at uh, Psalm 37. Yes, Psalm 37. Let's just look at verse.
You know, doctor, you don't know anything. He said, you're puffed up. Then he goes on, he says, but uh, guiding about questions and strife of words. In other words, confusion. Confusion. It's all about confusion. He says, where all cometh envy, strife, railing, revenue, it's medicine or, or, or dispute. It says, evil surmising, and surmising means suspicion. See, all of this comes from we don't follow the doctrine of God. Then verse 5 says, the, the uh, perverse disputing of men of what kind of mind? They got corrupt minds. Because they don't understand the way of godliness. So you got corrupt minds, and, and he goes on to say, and, and they are destitute of the truth. Nothing but heard. They don't know nothing about the truth. They're they destitute of the truth. Watch this. Supposing that gain, y'all remember that word about gain? Godliness is uh, contentment is great gain. Yeah. Here, if they don't teach about uh, uh, the doctrine of godliness, it says, supposing that gain is godliness from such withdrawal thyself. What are you saying, God? Look at that word gain, that intimate money. Supposing that gain, or supposing that money is godliness. God is not money, not godliness. Money is not godliness. Amen. He said, if anybody can teach you, you know how you, all you hear sometimes is all the prosperity, prosperity, prosperity gospel. You know, you know, it's about what you have, you know, it's about how much you can possess, what you drive, where you live, and all that mess, how much money you got, you got a bank account. God said, no, uh, he said, from those type of people, you know, God's word is powerful. He said, from those type of people, he says, you withdraw yourself. That's strong. Withdraw. That's what the word of God says. Withdraw thyself. Withdraw thyself. Because he goes on, he says, but godliness with contentment is, is great gain. Not money is great gain, but godliness is great gain. Godliness is great gain. Now, let's look at 1 Timothy chapter number 2. Still dealing with godliness. And we're going to deal with verse number 1. Talking about godliness. Now, we're going to bring it home a little bit closer. Chapter 2, 1 Timothy. Amen. Chapter 2. First Timothy. Verse 1. It says, I exalt, therefore, that first of all, supplication, supplication is a request. Prayer. Hear that word prayer in the Greek, it means worship. It says, request, prayers, or worship, intercession. Intercession, the Greek meaning that for intercession means having an interview. In other words, uh, one on one with God. These things are first. He said, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Watch verse 2. For kings and for all that are in authority, leadership, that we may lead a what? Quiet and what? Peaceable life and all what? Godliness and honesty. Leadership. 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 It's talking about in the leadership, and those that are in authority, we got to live a quiet, a peaceable life, and a life of godliness, a life that reverence God, a life that adores God, a life of goodwill and, and honesty. And verse 3 says, for this is what? Good. For so this is good and acceptable in the sight of who? God. In the, so a godly life. Is acceptable. 
Matthew number three, first, we're still in the first kingdom. But we're still talking about godliness, godliness. Still talking about godliness. First Timothy chapter number three, looking at verse number 16. 16 says, and without controversy. In other words, uh, uh, a undeniable truth. Watch what God says about godliness. And without controversy, uh, ungodly or uh, uh, an undeniable truth, it says, great is the what? Mystery of godliness. Hmm. Godliness is a mystery. So, so what's a mystery? Uh, a mystery is a hidden truth. A uh, hidden truth, something that is concealed. Something that is concealed. Pastor God, what is it about godliness you're saying that it, it's a mystery? It, 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 it is a mystery. Because it says God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. So, okay, God, what is this mystery about godliness? Because it says it's just a hidden truth there about godliness. And I said, first thing God says, we have to understand this, that there are, we have two natures on the inside of us. See, there's the union of two natures. There's the divine nature that's in us, as well as our human nature. So, we have two natures that lives on the inside of us. So, so we may say, well, I, I, I can't live a godly life. I, I, it, it seems like I'm having a hard time doing that. Now, before, I want you to keep your fingers on 1 Timothy, and let's go to, I believe it's 2 Peter. I believe it's 2 Peter. We're going to go to 2 Peter. We're going to go to 2 Peter, and we're going to see about the answer to our question when we think that it's difficult to live a godly life. Amen. Second Peter, chapter number one. So when we have a question in our mind, we're saying, okay, I don't quite understand. You know, um, it's, it's difficult to live a godly life. And we're going to see what God says about living this godly life. Second Peter, chapter number one. And we're going to uh, verse number three. Are we there? Amen. Second Peter, chapter number one, verse number three. This is what the Lord says. So God says, you know, what we need is scripture tonight. All right. Verse number three says, according as his divine what? Power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and what? Godliness. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. So God says, which in regards to godliness, God says, I've already given it to you. Through divine power, he says, I've already given you all, oh God, he says, I've given you all tools that you need to live a godly life. It's already there. See, a lot of times we we searching everywhere, uh, uh, trying to, to do uh, specific things to make ourselves godly, but God says, look, look within. He said, I've already given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. He's already given us uh, the tools that we need, how to live a holy life, how to live a 
godly life. Honoring that choose to live a godly life. Now, let's go back to 1 Timothy chapter number 3. Because it talks about godliness being a mystery. It, it's, a, it's a mystery. But really, God is revealing and he's unveiling that it's not really a mystery because now he's revealing truth to us that you got what you need to live a godly life. You've got everything that you need. Now, what we use the tools that God gives us to live a, a godly life is a whole different story. Amen? It's not that you don't have it because the word of God says that you have it. It just is putting up and walking obedience to, to do the things that God says. Because you have everything you need. I'm your father. So if you think you want to consult anybody about what's right and what's wrong, you need to consult me. How do I consult the Lord? I go into his word and he will tell me about every situation that I have to handle in my everyday life. He said, go to the word. There's no mystery. And see, a lot of times when we don't, when we are, we are in, uh, operate in blindness or we don't, we make wrong decisions, it's because we don't go, go to the book to see what God says about the, the situation. If we go here, God will teach us how to live a godly life. Now, remember now, we talked about having uh, two natures. There's a, we have a divine nature and we have human nature. Let's look at Genesis chapter number one. Genesis chapter number one. Genesis chapter number one. First book of the Bible. Genesis chapter one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Verse number 27. We're going to deal with the divine nature first. This is what we have. The first nature that we have is a divine nature. Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 27. Verse 27 says, So God created man in his what? Own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So the first the first nature that we have because God breathed his breath into us. He breathed himself into us. We have a divine nature. That's the first nature that we have. Now, the second one is, let's look at, I think it's Philippians. I believe it's Philippians chapter number two. Let's see if it's correct. Philippians chapter number two. to him. Philippians chapter number 2 looking at verse number 7. Watch how God reverses things. Are we there? Philippians chapter number 2 verse number 7. Verse 7 says but may, well I guess I need to read verse 6. Verse 6 says let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Verse 7, but made himself of no reputation and looked upon him and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in what? In the likeness of who? He, he was made in the likeness of men. Jesus Christ was made in our likeness. So we've got to see. He, God himself, through Jesus 
today to let us know that, yes, we can live a godly life in this body. Because Jesus did. He showed us. He said, he took on, he took on upon him the form, the likeness, all this likeness of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. So therefore we can live a godly, we can live a godly life. Now, let's look at John chapter number 1. Thank God. Thank God chapter number 1. I know we said we got a lot of scriptures here, but there's a truth God wants us to share. Thank God chapter number 1, verse number 14. Verse number 14. Amen. Thank John chapter 1, verse number 14. Verse 14 says, And the word was made flesh. Talk about God. Jesus Christ. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let me tell you something. You see, when the disciples came along right then, the beauty of it, see, that Christ walked among them. Today, Christ walks in us. So, is it that, that's more powerful. He, he lives in us today. So, everywhere we go, no matter where we go, He lives on the inside of us. So, we're carrying Him no matter where we go. He lives in us. Talking about, we're still talking about God. So, we're in the image and the likeness of God. Then He reverses it and He makes Jesus Christ in the likeness of man. But, the Bible says something else about godliness. Remember now, godliness, godliness comes with a great name. Back to 1 Timothy. Back to 1 Timothy. Let's see what else does godliness do for us. What else godliness does? Back to 1 Timothy. And we're going to look at chapter number 4. Chapter number four, verse number eight. It says, For bodily exercise. Paul rose above the exercise that needs exercise. But then I exempt us from doing it. Amen. <laughs> it says, For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable. Godliness is gain. Unto all things, godliness comes with two things. Government, it has a, it's a heaven promise of a life that now is and of that which is to come. So godliness comes with a promise. Godliness comes with a promise. So who would not want to live a godly life knowing that it comes with a promise now in the life that we live in right now and the life that is yet to come, but we want to see after. 
of godliness. Promises that comes with godliness. Promises. Anybody love promises? You see, one thing about God, you know, you can rest assured God's going to keep his promise. The first promise, I'm just going to give us a couple of them. The first promise with, with leading a life of godliness is Psalms 23, verse 1. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I what? Yeah. I That's a promise, y'all. Whatever, if the Lord is your shepherd, you definitely do not have to want or lack for anything. Amen? Yeah. As long as he's your shepherd, he says, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I, better make it personal, I shall not want. Now, let's look at Psalms 84 and another promise of God. Amen? Psalms chapter number 84. Look at that some of these promises, these promises. Because we know, you know, I shall not want. Psalms 84, verse number 11. Psalms 84, verse number 11. Are we there? Here's another promise. It says, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. He's a protector. That's a promise. He, he, he's our sun and he's our shield. It says, the Lord will give grace, unmerited favor, and glory. And watch what else he says. No good thing will he do what? Withhold from them that do what? Walk up right. So if you live a God of life, one of the promises, God, I'm not going to withhold anything from you. Anybody want that life? Well, okay, you live a God of life, and God said, I'm going to withhold nothing from you. You're my children. You're my children. Now, let's look at uh, the other part about God. Well, let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians, and I know this is really good passage of scripture because it's something that we definitely need to know. Philippians chapter number 4. They're talking about some of those promises. Philippians chapter number 4, verse number, yeah, verse number 19. From verse number 19. And most of you probably know this verse. Philippians chapter number 4, uh, verse number 19. Are we there? Okay, it says, but my God shall do what? Shall supply. Y'all need to read that like you mean, like you know. It says, but my God shall supply what? All your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's a promise, y'all. That, that, that Godness, there's some promises that come with Godness. You don't have to walk for anything. He will withhold anything from his, from his children. And then he said, I will supply all of your needs. Anybody got any needs tonight? He said, I will supply all your needs. All you have to do is walk upright. A little godly life. It's not hard to feel a godly life. God said, I, I, I will supply all of your needs. All of them. Timothy chapter 3, verse number 5. 
Well, I guess I'm going to read the beginning verse in chapter 3. It says, This know also that in the last days, perilous times, which means dangerous times, shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. They're going to be covetous, boastful, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents. Uh-oh, children. Unfaithful, unholy, without natural affection. That's that homosexual lesbian spirit. Truth breakers, false accusers. Because there's really nothing new under the sun in it. It's in fears, despises of those that are good. You have traitors. They are heady, high-minded folks, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And verse number five says this. Only by having a what? A form of godliness. Have you ever seen some people, you know, they, they profess Christians, profess to live a life of godliness, but the godly, they, they, they live and have a form of godliness. They don't have the real thing. See, when all these above things have the form of, they have the form of God, and they're denying the power of their art, and then he gives an instruction. He says, from such do what? Turn away. That's strong. See, God is telling us who you can hang with and who you can't. If you don't live a godly life. Because in, in, in these last days, and this is where we're living in these last days, we see people that are unfaithful. We see people that are unholy. They are more lovers of themselves more than of God. God said they just got more of God. You know, they come to church on Sunday and, 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 and live, live like hell all week long. You know, uh, come, come, you know, and, 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 and pretenders. Hypocrites. I think we we'll always say they're stage players. Yeah. So, so what God said, you know, we don't want that kind. We don't want to have a form of godliness. But he said, I want my people to know that to live a life of godliness is okay. Have that state of mind. My life is, 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 is lived through Christ Jesus. And you don't have to have a whole lot of drama. God said, live a godly life. He said, when you live a godly life, God said, that is much, much gain in living a godly life. Anybody want to live a godly life tonight? Gain comes from living a godly life. Contentment. He said, be content. You know, from the whoever sent you here, definitely be content. Be satisfied with living for Jesus. Be satisfied. A godly life. A godly life. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise for this word.